thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We're so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank you so much for joining us and thank God for the Word. Don't you get thrilled with the Word? I love something Dad Hagen would say to us. He say, he would say this, it's when you get thrilled with the Word that it works for you. Yes. Yeah, when you get thrilled, I mean, you're all in. <laughs> you've seen, the, you've seen those, those people who love roller coaster rides. They're all in, brother. They are all in. They, some are thrilled to be on there. I'm thrilled to be off of them. So whatever's your thrill, nothing thrills like the word. Amen. Amen. And so we're so glad you've joined us today. And we're believing God with you for answers and clarity for your life. Amen. Because um, as we gain light of the word, it turns difficult situations easy. That's right. Amen. Amen. If you have not watched the two previous episodes, we invite you go back and watch them because we've said so much that we're going to tag on to today. And we don't want you to miss what was said previously. So after you have viewed this one, go back and look at what was said previously because it'll help you get a clearer picture, a broader view of what we're teaching. Uh, we've been going to Psalms chapter 112. So turn with us, get your Bible and follow along with us if you would. Psalm chapter 112. I'm going to read through verses one through nine real quickly. Then we're going to go back and do some more in-depth teaching. It reads, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. And then for the one who does this first verse, then it goes on and tells what's going to be the result or the outcome of that blessed man. Verse two, his seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house and his righteousness endureth forever. His righteousness is still intact. Yes. He did not compromise his spirit or compromise his word to pursue wealth because wealth and riches pursued him. Yes. Verse four, unto the upright there ariseth light or revelation mm -hmm. in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. That means we're certain God doesn't forget us. <laughs> Verse seven, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed 
trusting in the Lord. You know, the emergencies of life come to all of us. Um, They don't have to have their intended effect on you. And verse seven says, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. That when there's a a, a report of something negative, something opposing, uh, some kind of opposition, his heart won't be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed. It's trusting in the Lord. Verse eight, his heart is established. He shall not be afraid. Fear can become a thing of the past if we're doers of the word. Fear is to become a thing of the past. It doesn't mean it won't try to attack, but we are to gain skill in in keeping the door closed to fear. Verse eight, his heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed, he hath given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. We've been looking at verse one because this verses two through the rest of the chapter are describing the outcome of the man who is skillful with verse one. So verse one again reads, praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord. And we, as we said yesterday, blessed is the man who honors, uh, regards, Mm -hmm. respects, reverences, uh, puts great weight Mm -hmm. because, you know, if, if there's a reverence, it's, it's a weighty thing to you. And so blessed is the man that holds a life of honor. And why? Because uh, he will know how to best honor the Lord when he lives a life of honor. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. Look at this next phrase, that delighteth greatly Mm -hmm. in his commandments. This is, all three of these statements are so large and they hold so much for us. Praise the Lord, fear the Lord, Mm -hmm. and then delight greatly in his commandments. I love something that Brother Copeland said about this phrase, delight greatly in his commandments. Brother Copeland says this, this man is eager for God to command him to do something. He's eager. Why? Because he's delighted at what God commands of him. He's not, uh, if I could say this, he doesn't try to shirk what God says to him. Mm -hmm. He's not slow to respond. He's not slow to obey. He's eager to obey. This man is eager for God to command him to do something. Mm -hmm. For when he does it, he knows that the blessing only increases. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 See, blessed is the man that fears the Lord. Yeah. But notice he says to the one who, who delights greatly, uh, he knows that obeying the commands will only open the way for greater blessings. Then Brother Copeland went on and said this. I love this statement. He said, this man has gotten over on the delight side. Now listen to that. This man, talking about this blessed man in in Psalm 112, verse 1, the man is describing, I love what Brother Copeland says, he's gotten over on the delight side. Meaning this, he's got nothing he complains about. There's nothing 
that brings a complaint into this man's mouth. Nothing. He will not let complaint in because he's on the delight side. Amen. Amen. We're going to dig around a little bit in that. We are to live on the delight side. Amen. Um, the delight side of what, Pastor Nancy? The delight side of obeying the commands of God's word. Wow. Yes. yes. That it's not a hardship for us. It's we don't think, oh, he's asking too much. No, it's our delight. It's not a hardship. It's, it's not a hardship. Yes. It's not a difficulty. It's not a struggle. Why? Because not only does he command us of something and make it clear what he commands, he empowers us by the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost is our helper in this life of obedience to God's commands. So we are to live in the delight side the delight, number one, of obedience to God's word, of what his word commands of us, but also to what God commands of our life, of his plan for our life. Right. Amen. Amen. Uh, Two days ago, I believe it was, day before last, I was teaching and I brought out something that God said to me, that three ways we open the door to sickness, to the devil, to defeat. Number one is we we step out of peace. We We yield to fear, worry, doubt. Number two way we open the door to the devil, to sickness, to defeat, is we veer from the plan of God. The blessed man in this verse won't veer from the plan of God. He's delighted in the plan of God. Amen. Now, see, God said to me that one of the ways to open the door to sickness and disease is to veer from his plan. But the delighted man will not veer because God's plan is his delight. Amen. Why? Because God's commanded it of his life. So know this, um, our delight to obey affects our health. Wow. Amen. Because God said to me, veering from the plan of God opens the door to sickness, opens the door to disease, right? Opens the door to the devil. Why? In his plan is perfect safety. In his plan, we are unreachable. (laughs) from opposition, as we fulfill that plan, walking out by faith, then the thing we, we recognize this about Jesus's earthly life is that he said, my meat is to do the will, to do the will of him, to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Now we can, we can read through the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that record Jesus's earthly life and ministry. And we see on every side, people were trying to trip him up, accuse him, Mm -hmm. at times tried to kill him. They tried to push him off a cliff in his own hometown. There was such opposition on every side, but he walked through the midst of them as an untouchable one. Why? Yeah. Because he said, my meat is to do the will of him yeah. that sent me. Amen. The living in the will of God kept his life yes. uh, from, from the enemy having access to right. touching him. Yes. He could threaten all the stuff, but he couldn't do a thing he threatened. Right. Yeah. Amen. 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 Listen, Jesus, could, Jesus was only crucified because he laid down his life, not yeah, because yeah. the devil overpowered him. Right. He yeah. laid down yes. his yes. life. Yes. That's right. That's right. Why? Because in the will of God, he was untouchable. Right. Amen. 
Amen. No one crucified him without his permission. That's right. Oh, glory. Thank you. Staying in the will of God, you live under the permission of God, not the permission of your enemy. He has no permission to touch you. The enemy has no permission to touch you. No wonder the devil fights to get people off the will of God. But look at this verse 1 in Psalms 112 is the blessed man here is so greatly delighting in God's commands, what he's commanded of this man's life, the plan of God for his life, that the devil can entice him because he's too delighted to do what God says. He's not looking for a way out of what God says. There are people looking at, looking for a way out of what God has said. This man's looking for a way to, to, to be commanded of God something. Amen. He loves the command of God. So God commands in his word, all his children, the same thing. His word is the same for all of his children. But then there are specifics that the Holy Ghost will speak to you about your life. And God will command things of our own life personally through him speaking to us through his spirit. Mm -hmm. Amen. So this man that delights greatly in his commandments doesn't just delight in the written word. He delights in the spoken word. Mm -hmm. What is the spirit of God saying to them? Amen. 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 I'm delighted to do what he says. I'm delighted to do what I read in his word. Delighted to do it all. Delight is a choice, not a feeling. Now, this is where people miss it because they're waiting for a feeling of delight when being delighted is a choice that we make. I I quoted this at the first of the broadcast when Dad Hagen said, it's when you get thrilled with the word that it works for you. Being thrilled is a choice. I said being thrilled is a choice. We are to choose to be delighted. With what God says, even if our flesh wants something different, even if our own plan was something different than what God's God's plan commands of us. That's right. Amen. Amen. You've got to be delighted. You have to learn to put down your flesh, put down your preferences. Yes. 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 I practice at not developing when it comes to the course of my life, not developing preferences. Mm -hmm. Because if I put a preference in place and God commands something that is in opposition to that preference, now I've given myself something to overcome. When it comes to preferences, I keep it to colors. (laughs) I like that color on a wall or I like wearing that color of a top or something. I don't keep it on the course of my life. I don't have preferences. I prefer his will. That's right. Amen. I choose to prefer his plan. That's a choice I make. Amen. Amen. Think about it. God formed a plan for our lives. God did that himself. He didn't give it to an angel and say, hey, work out something for old Susie May over here. We got to give her something to do with this life. No, God himself became an author of a plan for your life and it is the best life. Amen. And when we recognize God formed a plan for me and then empowers me 
to walk out that plan, enables me to walk out that plan. What an honor. Yes, it is. Amen. Yes. What, an, what an honor that God set me and set you in the body of Christ. Yes. What an honor of that. Amen. Amen. It's an honor to get to do anything God commands mm -hmm. of us. Yes. Yes. Right. Because people in the world are doing, they think their own thing and many times it's just the devil that's pushing their life around from one pillar to the post. And they're only, they're only living what the devil has forced upon them, but we get to choose to live the commands and the plan of a God who loves us so great that he put a great plan in place for us. What an honor. Now, many times people have formulated a plan for their life and they have put their affections on that plan. True. Well, if you put your affections on your plan, you can get it off your plan That's right. <laughs> and put it on his plan. Yes. Yes. Uh, amen. amen. How do you grow in an affection for something? You think about it. Have you ever gone into a store? I do this. This is the way many times I shop. If I like it, I, if I want it, I like it. Uh, we probably going to get it, <laughs> you know? But sometimes I'll look at something and go, I'm going to sit on this. I'm not sure I want to buy it. It depends on how it talks to me after I leave the store. Yeah. Does that mean, you know what I mean yes. by that? Yes. Um, if I can't seem to get away from it, oh, I like it. And I keep thinking about it. I go, I got to go back and get that. Right. Um, why? Because of continuing to think about it grew an appetite for it. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yeah. Well, the more you think about the plan of God, mm -hmm. right. rightly, right. with an honor, God, thank you mm -hmm. that you honored me with the plan you formed for my Amen. life. Yes. And you meditate on that and you thank him for it. Your affection for his plan will increase. Your delight in true. his plan mm -hmm. Yes. will increase. You won't have to force yourself. You're delighted to do it. Yes. Remember what Brother Copeland said, get on the delight side. Right. Amen. Amen. Um, I'll read this to you. Psalm chapter 84 and verse 10. Now this was written by David who was king. And now David would have enjoyed many privileges as king. Many uh, lavish things, mm -hmm. the best of the land, right? Right, right? And this is what he said after having been king. I'd rather be a doorkeeper mm -hmm. in the house of God yeah. than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Mm -hmm. I would rather get to just occupy mm -hmm. a place that brought, was a place of entrance for other people mm -hmm. to come into God's presence mm -hmm than for me to have a, mm, an honored seat among the, among the wicked. Mm -hmm. What's he saying? Anything I get to do for God is so far elevated above what I would do for the world. Yes. That as a king, he had had the best. And he said, having had the best, I can tell you, doing anything for God is the greatest honor. Wow, that's good. Amen. 
Each and every one of us belong to the body of Christ. We're members in that body and God set us. The word tells us God set us in the body as it pleased him. And we're set in a certain place in the body to bring a supply to that to perform, to have a function there, yes. a working, functioning part of the body of Christ uh, that is found out and best served through your local church. Right. Yes. Amen. That you sit in, you find a place where God directs you and directs your life to be because uh, um, people say, well, I love the Lord. Yes, but you'll be able to function better when you're in a, a place of the local church because if you're not in the place of a local church, all you can primarily function is, is, is your own home, your own private life. Yes, you can be a blessing at work, but that's not the house of God. And David, David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God. So you have to have a, a house where you go to worship. That's your local church. It is an honor to get to do anything in a local church where God sets us, when God directs us to a pastor, God directs us to a local church. What an honor to do this. Now, listen, we haven't left verse one of Psalms 112 because this blessed man, out of his honor for the Lord, he greatly delights in what God commands of him. Well, what does God command of us? Well, one of the things that God commands, Hebrews chapter 10, I believe, verse 25, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, yeah, which right. is the habit of some people. Right. Well, God commands us to congregate, uh -huh. to come together as a body. Yes. And that happens in a local church yes. primarily. Yes. Primar that's yes. the primary consistent yes. place that that happens. Well, to come together as family. We are family part of the body of Christ together, everybody in the family has a job description. Everybody in the family has a part to bring, a function to fulfill, and what a delight. What a delight. Amen. What, what will rob from you is to work all day in the world, work all day in your job. And listen, thank God for jobs you have. Thank God. Go out and be that light in that place. But then be too tired to go to church and serve God's people. That's a miss. Amen. Thank God what we do during the week should not rob from our spiritual life and the part we bring to the body of Christ. Because we're delighted to bring our part. Amen. Amen. And um, this is the man that's going to abound in blessings because he's delighted at the command of God, which says, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together, right? right. Well, David talked about, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God. Yeah. You have to know where's the house where you go to meet God. Yeah. Right. You say, well, you know, uh, God is in me. He is in me. Yes. He is in you if you're born again. But... There's also a place where his people gather together. Yes. And I tell you, what a delight to get to serve. I got to pastor for 25 years. Now my children help me in pastoring and I, I get to travel now full time. I've always traveled a lot, but what a delight. It was an absolute privilege to pastor for 25 years. Yes. Absolute joy. It loved all every year of it getting to do it. Why? I chose to delight in it. Yes. Was everything that showed up delightful? No, but my delight was there. Right. Yes. 
Circumstances don't have to be delightful before I'm delighted. That's right. I choose to be delighted over what is honorable, what comes out of God, the plan of God for my life, the word of God. I choose to be delighted over all of those things. Amen. What an honor to get to serve as an usher or in the children's ministry. That means if we're delighted to serve, we have no complaint about serving. Oh, I wish I wasn't on the schedule this week to serve. No, it's a delight. Glad to be there. Glad to be there. Because as David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to have the biggest seat among the sinners. Amen. Listen, Many people in the world don't even know what to do with their days. Seriously, they, uh, their purpose is temporary. Ours is eternal. Amen. Amen. They don't even know really what to do with their lives when they wake up. God gives us the best thing to wake up for his plan. Right. Amen. He, right. he, he joined a plan to our life and it is our privilege and our yes. delight to fulfill the plan he authored for each and every one of our lives because the plan looks different for one than another. Yeah. But if he planned it, it's our delight. Yes. Amen. Amen. So the honor of serving in any capacity God allows us to serve, directs us to serve and commands us to serve. Um, the honor of that, it, it shows the mindset of a renewed mind to honor that. The renewed mind is delighted with the plan of God. If we're not delighted, well, good news. There's further invitation to further renew your mind until we move in the delight side. Amen. 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 We, how do we know if we're delight on the delight side of God's commands? If we're eager, if we're eager eager to get up and go serve in our local church, eager to, to do our part in the local church, eager to do what God commands of our daily life, eager to walk in the word. Mm -hmm. Now we know we're on the delight side. If we're eager to do it. Uh, when we're eager to do it, let me say it this way, we want what God wants. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The renewed mind, the, the mind that thinks in line with the word, thinks in line with, if God wants it, that's what I want. Yes. That's right. Yes. If God formed that and planned that for my life, that's what I plan. Yes. That's what I choose. Yes. I want that plan. Amen. Amen. That's the thoughts of the renewed mind. Yes. If we're struggling, going, I don't want to do that. I know God's dealing with me about this, but I don't want to do that. Well, good news. You're, you have an invitation to further renew your mind. Yes. Amen. Yes. Because the renewed mind, the further it's renewed, the greater the delight yes. of obeying his word. Amen. And this is many times why some people struggle financially. Remember, it says in Psalms 112 that wealth and riches will be in the house of this man who's doing verse one. He's delighting greatly in the commands of God. This is why many times people struggle financially or even physically. Mm -hmm. They struggle with physical symptoms in their body is because they're not yet delighted. 
that in the word that says himself took our infirmities right. and bear your sickness. If you'll delight in that, healing will be the flow. Amen. If you'll delight that he's your provider, you won't have to be out chasing money. It'll come to you. Amen. Amen. Well, there's more. We've got, we've just scratched the surface, but we invite you come back for the next broadcast because we're going to go further with this. But until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In Nancy Dufresne's classic book, The Greatness of God's Power, she teaches how God wants us to know His power that is in our direction. It belongs to us. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Tulsa at The Rock Church, April 16th through the 20th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.